0: Third shift presents the Imposter's
1: Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Woohoo! Welcome to 2 It's episode Let me give a showdown 75 Hot Diggity Daffodil. In the releases, we got all kinds of Cthulhu madness. He's got one and I got one. In the topics, it's the same thing. He's got a thing and I got a thing, and we're gonna talk about the stuff. There we go, that's the show. It's almost like yin and yang. That's it, there we go. Yin and yang. Ups and downs. Damn, let's do Opens it. Opens and closes. Ups and downs ingress and egress. Hooray. Start the show. Number
0: five.
1: First up on the releases this week, I get a goofy indie game for the Nintendo Switch. This is called Good Job, developed by Paladin Studios, published by Nintendo. This apparently stealth dropped during the mini Nintendo direct they did recently on the twenty-sixth of March for only twenty bucks. Like I said, this is a fun, goofy, like physics-based Indie kind of puzzle slash goof around style game. It's a game in which you play as, I mean, reading directly from the press releases and all the, all the notes and stuff. He plays the clumsy son of the CEO of a company and it's your job to do odd jobs around that company. Like, I think there are certain levels where, you know, oh, man, the Wi-Fi is out, so you got to get the network cable from one room and round it all the way to the other room. But the cool thing about this game is you can grab pretty much any object in that room. Everything's a physics object, whether there's desks or printers or filing cabinets or all this other stuff, and you can do all kinds of crazy, goofy stuff with it. So if you're, I mean, if your task is to you know, grab, like I said, the network cable, route it around, you know, through the office to this other room where the the Wi-Fi is out. Sure, maybe you can, like, route it carefully around people's desks and, you know, through the doors and everything, but another thing you can do that's very, very well publicized in the trailers of this game is, like, anything that's a cable, like a power cable, you can pull it out of the wall, plug it into a thing, but then now this power cable acts as, like, a like a slingshot band, so you can grab a filing cabinet, pull it against that slingshot band, let it go, and it'll blast through offices, blast through walls, blast through all the stuff, and make your job a lot easier. Now, you do get scored based on how much damage you do, because, I mean, it's right there in the description, you're a clumsy CEO, so you're going to be breaking stuff. So you do get penalized, I think, a little bit for, you know, doing it the the crazy way. But then that also will help you get bonus points if you do it super fast in the crazy way. So it's just a fun, goofy physics puzzle type game. It's really hard to describe. You really should just watch the trailer. It's got this. It's got smooth, cute kind of you know, cute graphics. All the people in the office are basically like uh, restroom sign people. You know what I mean. And uh, the music is kind of like that low chill office type music. It's pretty cool. So I'm interested in this game. I was watching a couple levels that somebody was playing online. And he showed you how to do it like the right way and then the the good job way. And it was, it was actually kind of interesting because not to go into it too much, but I liked how like there are certain instances in the office of like light puzzles in amongst the just how do you get from point A to point B with whatever you need to do. Like in one of them, it was that network cable issue there was like a line of people across the hallway that you couldn't cross who were just waiting to go into the restroom. And the solution for that was to either go in the restroom and there was like water all over the floor. And you could either mop up all the water, go find a mop, come back, mop up the floor, or you could just say, screw it and just pick up the out of order sign and everyone would rush in and slip in the water and have a, have a really bad time, but it would clear out the hallway for you. So again, even if you're doing it the right way, you got a couple different mini-puzzles and how to figure those out, or you can just be wrecking shop, destroying everything, having a grand old time. But what you're going to do is you're going to do a good job. I don't know. That was a bad ending, but hey, whatever. Go get Good Job. It's out now on Nintendo Switch. I want to play it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing it. It's going to be good. Go get it.
0: Number four. This release requires you to have Borderlands 3, If you don't have this game, go pick it up right now. It's one of the best looter shooters out there. Tons of guns, tons of fun, tons of characters, all sorts of craziness. I'm not talking about Borderlands 3, though. I'm talking about the newest DLC, Guns, Love, and Tentacles, released March 26, 2020 on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Not the Switch. One of these days we'll get there, but not today. Anyways, you're off to have Hammerlock and Wainwright, two returning characters throughout the Borderlands series. They're getting married. They want to go to this exotic, crazy new planet, because yes, you will be going to a brand new planet with this DLC, Xylorgos, something like that, it's crazy, I don't know how to pronounce it right. It's an icy, spooky, weird planet, a giant, hulking monster that's long dead sitting there, well, maybe dead, we don't know. Who's to say? Any of the ways you get there, you find out there's trouble, you gotta help Gage and Death Trap. Yes, everyone, Gage and Death Trap are back. They are the wedding planners for Hammerlock and Wainwright. You're gonna help them make sure this goes smoothly and everything gets set up the way it needs to. You're gonna go to the lodge, you're gonna meet some crazy new characters, you're gonna go to the town and meet even more crazy new characters, and they're gonna have things for you to do. Plus, of course, Gage is talking to you the whole time, wanting you to do what she needs to make sure this wedding is a hit. So get out there, face Cthulhu and all of its minions, these weird cultists, townspeople with all these problems. Help Hammerlock and Wainwright do what needs to be done. Get married and have a good time. I hope to see you there because there's brand new guns, brand new levels, brand new skills. You name it, Gearbox delivered. All the things you can want in a DLC are here. So grab it up now and I'll see you in game. Number 3.
1: Now, next up on the releases this week, we got a game that's looking to scratch that itch. It's looking to fill that need, because I know you out there in podcast land, just like me, every now and then, you need some Cthulhu mythos in your life. You need some Lovecraftian horror, and Moons of Madness is looking to give it to you. Developed and published by Rock Pocket Games. This is out as of the 24th of March for PS4 and Xbox One, and I think it's also been out on PC as of... Either earlier this year or late last year, there were conflicting dates like all over the internet. I think it all. I also found some place that said it was out on Switch, but I couldn't confirm it anywhere else. So maybe on Switch, I don't know. But Moons of Madness in this game, it's a it's a first person adventure horror game where you play as a member of a team that's come to Mars to try and find some life forms. And you know what happens. It's Cthulhu. It's Lovecraftian-influenced. So you're going to find life forms. You uncover some kind of ancient evil. You got to get the hell out of there because you are no match for any kind of ancient evil, horrible monsters, tentacles, all the things that you think of when you think of Lovecraft and Cthulhu. That's in this game. Also, you're on Mars. You're doing space-type stuff. You're an astronaut, man. I believe what you actually are is the engineer of the of the crew, so a lot of the things I've seen are like equipment-related puzzles, like, you know, maybe as simple as taking an energy cell from here and putting it in here to open up the way forward. I've seen like, you know, using tools to solve puzzles, to open up stuff so you can get further. When I look at this game, it really puts me in the mind of something like Alien Isolation, maybe something like Soma. You know, it's that first-person tense horror perspective. You're solving some, some light puzzles. You're also using stealth to... Uh, maybe not run away from, but to avoid these horrific, you know, tentacly enemies. Uh, There's also some, you know, you can run away from them, you can use stealth. I don't think there's any fighting or any weapons, which some reviews have said is a downside, but if you're doing Lovecraft and Cthulhu right, you can't fight the evil because it's too much, it's unknowable. The few things I've heard are that the enemies in this game are like too easy to avoid or too easy to counter, but at the same time, I guarantee if they were like instant kills and too hard to hide from, people would be hating on this game too. But honestly, this game has gotten some middling reviews, but everything I see about I see from it, you know, the gameplay that I see, the the video that I see when people are doing reviews of it, it looks totally right up my alley. If you've got a thirst for that Cthulhu type stuff, if you love going into areas that were once normal and now are super creepy, you know, the darkness has taken it over, you're seeing you know, ghoulish, goopy stuff on the walls, that kind of thing. If you like avoiding unknown horrors and solving puzzles along the way, I feel like this this will scratch that itch. I, I definitely have a feeling. Like I said, reviews have been kind of middling, so I would say watch some gameplay, catch some reviews, see what you think about it, maybe catch it on a sale. But Moons of Madness looks cool. It's Cthulhu-type stuff in a sci-fi universe. You're out there on Mars. You're putting on your exosuit, doing all kinds of stuff. So it looks like it's up my alley. If you're interested in any of those things, sci-fi, horror, Cthulhu, first-person adventure, light puzzling, go check it out. It's Moons of Madness.
0: Number 2
1: My last release for this particular
0: IG2G will be sticking to the theme of DLCs. We've got Control the Foundation, out March 26, 2020, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC Remedies outdone themselves yet again. You've heard me gush before how much I loved Control last year. My favorite game for sure. Well, this year, I can tell you the foundation's going to be stacking right up there. If I can give DLCs, you know, high fives, all that good stuff, it's going to be competing. You are Jesse Faden, now the director, confident in what she's up to, her skill sets, etc. She's got to run this old house and keep it out of trouble, and you know that that's going to be a tough job because everything seems to be wanting to destroy the old house, destroy the world, destroy the multiverse. There's always some kind of paranormal adventure to go on with Jesse and the oldest house. Helen Marshall, whose head of operations, has gone missing. She's gone into some caverns down below in the foundation itself. You're going to go after You start to find out that the astral plane and the oldest house are kind of colliding. Things are going bad. Everything's going to be absorbed. The old house is going to be destroyed. You can't let that happen. So you are going to take your skill sets, get down there, and figure out how to fix the problem. You're going to do that with new guns, new mods, new abilities. And, of course, while you're on this mission, there's going to be new side missions to go about, which are the best in control. There's always some wacky, crazy things that the characters in that game want you doing. Well, you get some new ones. And, on top of it all, a little cherry on a pie, altered items are also going to be in effect here so you get some new altered items new events that you get to handle with that and take care of those if you've played control you know that these altered items are awesome and crazy stories all sorts of fun to be had with it so jump on in what are you waiting for get it right now out this second pick it up and have a good time just as i am doing number one
1: Last up on the releases this week, it's a game I'm not even going to talk about right now because I'm going to talk about it in the topic. But this game dropped on the 20th of March for 60 bucks for the Nintendo Switch, developed by Nintendo EPD, published by Nintendo. What could it be but Animal Crossing New Horizons? Stick around for the topic. I'm going to be talking all about it. Catch you then.
0: Imposter's Topic of the Day.
1: We had the brightest of ideas
0: for the topic tonight. We said, hey, everybody online's all super stoked, man. They love this whole uh, Doom guy. He's all crazy and brutal. He loves to murder folks. Mm-hmm. And Isabel, she's just so nice. The nicest of nice people and all that little, little game. What is that game? I don't know what it's called. That's that uh, Animal Crossing, son. Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. So they became friends mm-hmm. and they've been marketing each other this entire time. They both released on the same day. They shared their little birthday Mm -hmm. and became the bestest of friends. And so me and Matt said, why don't we become the bestest friends? And I'll play one (laughs) and you'll play the other and we'll come together and talk about it.
1: Before this, we were not friends at all. We were, we're bitter rivals. We hate each other. You could hear it on the podcast sometimes, But, but today and today only, we are the best of friends having a good time on this podcast.
0: That's right. We're doing it up, yinging and yanging and all those things. Yep. I played Doom Eternal. I have not beaten it, but I have gotten very, very far in the game. Mm. I'm probably in the last level or two, so I can talk about it with a little bit of oomph, a little bit of knowledge behind me. Mm. And of course, Matt, didn't you play a little Animal Crossing game? Well, I haven't
1: beaten it, because this is a game you can't even beat, so I have no... I have no problems saying that I haven't beaten it, but I played it every single day for the nine days that I've owned it. So I could do a little bit of talking and shucking and jiving too. I'm not one of those time manipulation wizard men, but I've been playing this game how it should be played.
0: You should manipulate time. No. You know? No. See, I think I, that's the best way no, to do it. No, see,
1: things. but if I do that, then I won't be playing it. I'll play it for nine days straight, only play it, and then go, I don't know if you will. I'm going to do farm, farm, farm fish. Psh, No,
0: that's true. That's true. But, you know, with time manipulation magic, which I should have in my Doom Eternal game, Mm -hmm. being that there's so much other magic and weird things going on, I could just go back as Doom guy before it's all even got going, kill the very first individual or moron who opened up the gates to hell and get rid of them and wouldn't have an issue.
1: Now, wait a minute. I've seen some of this Doom Eternal gameplay. There is time uh, manipulation stuff at work cuz when you get you get dead it goes uh, it goes all slow for a little bit and then you get mm-hmm. back in the action. So you are manipulating time just not as actively as you would like.
0: Yes, we need to go further back, mm. much further back than like a second or two, okay? Yeah. All right. That's what we need. <laughs> so to kick it off, as you said, with dying on the stream. Mm. Yes. Doom Eternal, everybody. It's out. You can go pick it up. If you haven't played Doom 2016, you're a fool because that game is like dirt cheap all the time and it's fantastic. It's an insane game. And there's one point before I really go into anything I want to, I want to bring up here because I was talking with Matt just the other day about this mm-hmm. and it's the fact that I was playing it for hours and hours on end. Brutal game. The whole core of the game is about aggression equals life. Yeah. Killing equals life. That's that's how you survive in Doom. Mm-hmm. You have to keep moving. You have to keep ripping faces off, eyes out. If you don't, you don't get health or armor, and you die. Yeah. And you need to do it more brutal, more, no, no, more fast, more fast, more fast, and more brutal. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it quickly, efficiently. Otherwise, you're a goner. Yeah. So you're this insanely powerful guy, the Doom guy, but you're so friggin' fragile. Yeah. Like, any minute where you stop and you treat this like some other just typical first-person shooter type game, you're gone. Mm -hmm. You're toast. You're ripped and torn into bits, shot into pieces.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, of course, after that, I went to Borderlands 3. We were playing the new DLC. (laughs) And it's such a different vibe. Uh You're just this godlike character shooting millions of rounds. You just kind of sidestep, mosey around a little bit, hop around like a little
1: dingle do. That's the word I was going to use. You're just moseying on through. Even when you're running and sliding, it's just, ah, hey, I'm just here traipsing through the borderlands, tulips. Do-do-do-do-do.
0: Exactly. And it's insane because that's typically what most first-person shooters are. Kill a group of enemies, then you're just traipsing along, moseying about, exploring the environment, yeah. whatever. And Doom does have that. Doom Eternal, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. everybody. Once you've killed all the demons and completed that battle arena... You can then yep. mosey about and look around for the one-ups and the secrets and all that. However, when there are baddies on that screen, there is no stopping, no mercy, no anything. Mm-hmm. It's go, 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 go. And if you've watched me stream, you'll see that anytime where I get make a dumb mistake or doofus it up and don't make a double jump or stop to go, what the heck am I gonna do? Or fail to kill. For example, my last stream, there was an arach- arachnotron up on the top end, which are these brains with spider legs, mm-hmm. and they shoot a big turd up. For whatever reason, I was just not able to take this thing down. Mm-hmm. And I'm running around like a moron, and this thing is just wrecking my face. But I would already allotted the time and effort I was supposed to have into killing it, but I didn't finish the job. Mm-hmm. And it was just making mincemeat of me while I was trying to handle some other demons and I almost died. So it's things like that in this game that are super crazy and you have to control. It's a lot of fun, but super stressful. Mm -hmm.
1: So if you want to go to the complete opposite of this, we've used the word mosey. We've used the word, uh, well, we've used the word mosey. And we've used the word stressful, and this is not, yes, (laughs) we've used the word traipsing. If you want to mosey and traipse through just a nice, fun, relaxing, easygoing type of game, Animal Crossing New Horizons is where you got to be. Now, I got to say, I was never an Animal Crossing guy. I said it on Third Shift last week of how, you know, I used I downloaded some on the flashcards in the DS days and it just never hooked me. For some reason, it's hooking me now. But it's just, I don't know, when you listen to people talk about an Animal Crossing, they go, oh, I just get in my routine and I collect bugs and then I go sell them and then I I go and I fish and I sell that too. And I was like, man, that sounds really stupid. But when you... When you play it, when you're in that relaxed mode of just, like, chill, I want to have a good time with cute things and just not stress out, not have any, I don't know, not have any stress, not have any real, like, goals you have to hit or else something bad will happen. It's just a nice, chill game. It's just fun. It's, it's bright. It's cheery. It's cute. It makes me smile. What more can you ask from a game? I mean... Like I said, that routine, it is pretty basic. You go, you know, when I boot up, I go around, I look for the dig spots, I dig up my fossils, I turn them into the owl that runs the museum, I go run around, I catch any bugs, I catch some fish, I catch like the, I pick up the seashells on the seashore, I shake the trees for the fruit, and I sell it all. And it's, I mean, it is kind of like, when, you, when I say it, it sounds really boring, but there's something about, you know, cleaning up your island, that's what you do to start your day and then you go talk to the other animals that live on the island you see what things you have to do you know you go to resident services and they're like oh hey we're looking at building a this or a that here's the plans for that whenever you want to get around to it that's great of course you know me as soon as i see it oh this needs 16 wood and eight iron boom you're out at the trees you know knocking out the wood stones getting the iron but the best thing about it is you don't have to like, if you, if you just got 15 minutes, you just want to get your fish, run in, turn it in, turn it off, you can, and there's no, there's no penalty for anything. I think that's the thing I like most about it. Like, I don't like farming in other games, because that's, I don't know, but when I farm my island, when I go in and I dig up stuff and I catch the stuff and I sell it for bells, which is the currency, and I use those to get other stuff, it's just, I don't know, it's just nice and cool and relaxing and... Like I said, even though you have goals, if you don't meet them, nobody cares. They just smile at you and be like, oh, man, here comes Matt again. Hey, hey, remember that thing? Yeah, we'll get to it. It's just, man, you just traipse through the tulips and have a great time.
0: All except Tom Nook. Because how, how far in debt are you to Tom Nook, Matt? What do you owe that little rascally raggle.
1: Well see, that's the thing too, because it's it's the big meme of like, oh Tom Nooks' a horrible loan shark. But he's he says the same thing. He built you a house and you're like, ah, oh, it's ninety-eight thousand bells for that house. No interest on that loan. Pay it back whenever you want. The only thing Oh,
0: he's being way too nice. The only thing is oh.
1: you can't expand your house until you pay off that loan and you get another one uh-huh. to do the expansion. So I mean, it's there, but at the same time, you don't really have to do anything you don't want to do in this game.
0: Man, they've just made this so nice, so calm and cool. It is. Wow. Jeez, oh, Pete, I, I wish Doom Eternal was like that, you know? <laughs> I wish instead of having that rip, roaring, crazy soundtrack mm-hmm. going in that amped up frickin' battle, it was just relaxed the demons they were say they were sitting in chairs man. whoa they were just hey like, you had hey. that
1: moment they were they were bowing down you were like hey oh I did hey look that was animal crossing right there it was Do- Doomal crossing
0: oh you, you shot Joe in the face that's fine that's fine that's ah, it's fine. okay. We're we're just we're real happy to see yeah. you. We're just, hey you you, know, you had a giant
1: revenant just go and traipse along and go, Hey Doom Guy, I got a present for you. Just like my animal <laughs> my ba- friends I got you do. A they run up and they go, Hey, I got <laughs> something
0: for you. Here you go. And yeah, he gave you a shotgun. Now did you return the favor in the same way that
1: I did? No, well in in a manner of speaking, because <laughs> you gave him something that the shotgun let you do. I mm-hmm. planted the seeds, and I gave them a piece of fruit off the tree. So, yes. Um, look at that. So, yes, in, 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 a, in a way. In a manner of speaking. The thing grows. Yes.
0: <laughs> the shotgun grows bullets. Yeah. The seed grows fruit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that works out. It, it makes works. sense. <laughs> Goodness. So, in, in Doom Eternal, as Matt's saying, everything's calm, cool, collected. And over here, I've told you already about the battling system. You know, tons of baddies at you at once keep moving keep trucking use your weapons efficiently but on top of it all the music
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean you're going from these crazy weird cultish hymns to just your typical if you know anything about doom you got that hardcore metal just pumping in the background mm-hmm. and then depending on what planet you're on and where you're at because that's right everybody you go to multiple planets this time around nice which was a huge shocker for me yeah i thought it was hell because on i Earth. yeah Mm hmm. I thought we were going to be on Earth. I thought it was just going to basically portray the second book more or less, Mm -hmm. but I was completely wrong. They've taken tiny parts of the book, but not really, really. They've, they've gone all out on their own story. And the more you hear about it, the more it's fascinating because I feel like the, the more I get on the story, it's starting to go, Hey, yes, Doom guy is an exceptional warrior. He's something other than what he seems to be. Mm -hmm. But before all that, He was just a guy fighting demons for a reason Mm -hmm. that I haven't even seen yet. So I'm I'm still in spoiler-free country on this. I don't know why yet. Mm -hmm. I suspect why, but I don't know why. But anywho, he came and met up with this advanced race of humanoid-like people, and then they just treated him like crap, but he just ripped and teared through them all, and he became their greatest warrior. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alerts here, if you're listening, one of the gods of this culture, these people's, said this guy is the guy so he gave him his power mm. so now that's why doom guy is actually like a, a god almost he's over here ripping and tearing can't die just rage and rage and rage and murder and murder and murder mm-hmm. but before that he was still doom guy but he just wasn't invincible like he is now to a, you know, in a, in an essence he's not invincible you've seen me die a billion times right. but you get the you get the gist of it he can do things no regular person should or would be able to do mm-hmm. But fascinating nonetheless. I'm not going to explain the whole story to you. There are the makers. There's the demon folks. There's these Viking-like people. There's humans, and it's all melded together in this awesome story that I didn't expect mm-hmm. at all. I was just like, okay, yeah, ha, ha, ha. you know, Samuel Hayden's crazy. You know, we did all that. He met you know the the, the evil the evil Hellgate you know folks, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, well, this is getting weird. So it was hinted at, but this time around, they went just bonkers with it boom explode the whole thing Mm -hmm. here we are story fantastic the only downside i'll say about it the only bad thing i've got is in the beginning it was heavy had like a lot of big story chunks in between your your levels and stuff and i was like loving i was just digging and eating it but the more i get through the game the less and less of that happens Mm -hmm. now it's getting to the point where it was like old school doom oh you got the artifact of betrayal now go here well, portal opens, and you go. Mm-hmm. And then you go get the thing. Wow, you did that? Look at the staff of Annihilation's there. Go to the next stage. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Come back and give me all the story beats and have the maker come out and go crazy and tell me all sorts of things. The same with Hayden, tell me stories. I want I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. I want to be in this world. So I hope I get some more of that before the end of this game because I want to be involved in that world, hardcore. And I feel it's tapering off, and I want to do the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hey, speaking of worlds you want to be in, Animal Crossing New Horizon, that's the world that I want to be in. Because I I keep saying I don't know how to say it correctly without... You really have to play it for yourself and experience it on this little screen in front of your face. But it's just such a happy, nice, cute world that's in there. Like when you take stuff to that owl who runs the museum, he gets all cheery, he gets this big smile on his face. Everything is just so cute and in a... In, you know, a world where on an average day I see two cute things in the world and one of them's me. It's nice to just, you go to a world where everything's cute and, and beautiful and, and the graphics are actually really nice on the animal characters because they have that like Yoshi's crafted world, like felt kind of look to them too. Oh, nice. Like when you, uh-huh. when you can really appreciate it when you, you got the switch right up in front of you and you just, you see that little texture on them. They look like, you know, like a little plushie that came off of Etsy or something. And it's just, I don't know. Everything about it is it's 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 easygoing. It's mellow. It's I mean it is. You do the same things pretty much every day. You go around. You catch your items. You sell them for four bells, which you can also which you can use to buy things. But then, what I really like about doing that routine is everything you do either will earn you money or will earn you the other kind of money in the game. So you're always building up something. You're always working towards something. Even if you don't have an overall goal for the island of like, you know, build this campsite here or put the shop here. And tomorrow it'll be up. But until tomorrow, you can still go do all that thing, all those things, make money, which you can spend on items or recipes or anything. And then you you get the nook miles, which you turn in at a different shop for all kinds of other different things. New hairstyles, new custom stuff, new New this, new that, tickets to go to the random aisles where you also can get crafting ingredients and farming ingredients where you can meet new NPCs which will come to your town, which will, once you build a house for them, which is another thing you can build up stuff towards, then they're there and they'll randomly give you presents, give you other recipes for crafting things, all kinds of other stuff. And it just fleshes out your world and it's just so much fun because even when you don't have something to do, you have things you can do which will you know, set you up better for the next day. And what I like is the fact that you can't do everything in one day when I'm done. And I'm like, okay, I'm just farming stuff just to farm it. I can turn it off and come back the next day. And the thing I'm waiting on is done. And so now you can work on the next thing. I don't know. It's, it's, I think this is, the, this is the do you dailies for you. For me, it's finally something Mm -hmm. I can appreciate. I go and I do my dailies around the island, and when I'm done, boop, I log off, come back to next time.
0: And they're gonna have surprises and new things waiting for you the next morning, Mm -hmm. the next day. Yeah, it is precisely how I feel when I play my do my little games where I do my dailies and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just that nice routine, get all the things done, you get your rewards, you get your stockpile of gold or whatever it is you're trying to get, and you log off. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, you know, hey. Yesterday I earned it. I'm going to do it again today. And at the end of the week, I'm going to take all that and get this item or whatever the hell it is I'm looking for, trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be rewarded. And it's going to be held in my hands. And it's going to be such a great thing. That's right. But for you, it's an island of fun. You're going to get a new house. You're going to get a new floor for your house. Which, by the way, I saw somebody had like some kind of weird sky uh, floor. Oh, nice. Where it looked like celestial sky or something like that was called. Mm. had like the clouds and stars in it. And depending on how you moved, it had a nice effect to make it look like it was like had depth to it. Oh, nice! You need to find this and get it, Matt, because that floor was killing it. See,
1: that sounds good because I got there's there's a camel that will come like randomly every few days and sell wallpaper. Uh-huh. He'll sell you random wallpapers and random floors. And so one of the wallpapers I got was just like a rice paddy field. So like all the clouds are blowing through like this Japanese like
0: oh like nice pastoral
1: guess. landscape and. I mean, obviously that floor sounds awesome, but the another one I just got was like it's like a mossy field floor. So as you're walking around, it makes the the grass sound effect, like when you're running outside. Like, ah, this is so cool. And then I mean, when you when you look at the people who time traveled, who set their game clocks ahead and jumped way forward in the game, you can see all the crazy stuff you can build in this game. Giant cities, giant pathways, fruit trees lining the streets, all this kind of crazy stuff. So it's awesome to I mean, I'm having enough fun just with my rinky-dink little island. But then to know where it can go eventually, can go. Uh-huh. the more time I put into it, it's just it's just wild. Because, hey, I've unlocked the ability to buy that Godzilla. There's also a giant robot, like oh, a nice. giant mech man you could put on the other uh-huh. side. Oh, man, so cool.
0: That is awesome. Those are the types of things I can get on board with. Yeah. Just seeing like all the neat things you can customize and make your own and how, like you said, your city can become insanely amazing.
1: And that's, that's one more thing. Customization. I, I was going to mention it earlier and I didn't find a way to work it in. You can make custom designs for pretty much anything, like hats and your clothing and stuff. Like I've seen death stranding clothing pieces with little BB you know, on the front and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I just did today was I named my island Toussaint after the the place in Witcher 3 the from the DLC, the big fantasy fairies, scape type thing. And then I was gotcha. like, and I got a new, I got Isabel on there. And she was like, hey, do you want to like change the island's flag? And I went, hmm, Google Toussaint flag. It's got this multicolored flag with like a, a cup and a lion and a bunch of grapes on it. And I was like, could I make this? in this in this little pixel art editor and goddamn it I did it and now that the Tucson flag is flying above Tucson <laughs> it's just everything about this game is is awesome and speaks to me and I kind of derailed it but hey get back onto doom and say why it speaks to you and you love it so much
0: hey I was going to tell you speaking of the customizations mm. all right this doom eternal has its own set of customizations all right you get your weapons and which you can modify. They each each weapon except for one, I believe, two, sorry, two, has two different uh side effects. Mm. So like for example, your shotgun, you can put it on the auto shotty yeah. or you can put it on the sticky uh bomb. All right, that type of thing. You can do that with all your weapons. And when you'll get these upgrades, which you can pick which one you want, and then on top of that, inside of opening up the uh option for that to be a secondary attack, you can improve them by getting the reload speeds faster, the effects stronger, whatever. And then you can get the master ability. Once that's unlocked, you then have a whole nother set of something you have to do, like kill five thousand zombies with this weapon, or get twenty-seven headshots on the arachnids, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Each one of those has its own bar, and once that bar is complete, you'll get the master effect for that weapon unlocked. Nice. And I think that's uh, it's awesome, but it's also extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm a, I'm of two minds on that because. I, I kind of just wish it would unlock by just killing demons or something. Yeah. something. Because when I got to start thinking about the specific ways I have to do a thing mm-hmm. to then get this thing unlocked, it starts to get complicated for yeah. me. Because I struggle just to survive and kill everything and move on, mm-hmm. let alone go, oh man, there's three arachnitrons, make sure you get out the chain gun and put on your... uh your sniper are shot, and then get their uh, turrets knocked off before you kill them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it won't count towards the mastery, and then you'll never get the mastery unlocked.
1: Hey, man, though, I mean, if you're using the weapons in a specific way to use a specific thing, you've definitely mastered your skills You've
0: with it. mastered the gun, and exactly. that's the point of it. And all. So that's why I appreciate it, because it's you actually mastering that skill, that secondary effect, mm-hmm. to then unlock its master ability and then become really, really awesome. So I'm down with it. I dig it. I just, for me, it's obviously difficult to do because I don't generally think that way. Mm-hmm. It's just how can I get this bad guy gone quickly and keep surviving? How can I, don't I just survive how. this crazy room? <laughs> exactly. I don't want to have to mm-hmm. use
1: this guy to push that thing into that. Yeah, it
0: gets, it gets bananas. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you also have your typical skill sets. So you can go in, you can upgrade your frag grenades, you can upgrade your ice bombs uh environmental skills just like 20 Doom 2016 basically it's got that same kind of skill set going for a certain amount of runes you can keep upgrading upgrading until you got all four open up and then it's maxed out it just allows you to kind of you know if you don't use frag grenades well Don't worry about it. Mm. Don't get those. Put it in an environmental where you don't get blown up by the stinking, uh, explosive barrels and then they respawn. You know, cool little perks that you don't think about. Especially the one where once you start blowing up explosive barrels, it drops, uh, armor, not armor or ammo or armor. One of the two. Nice. Super convenient because once again, in this game, it's all about keeping your health, armor, and ammo Mm. up. And you have to do that by doing certain kills, you know, whether it be the, uh, glory kills or the chainsaw. That kind of thing. This just allows you one more little avenue to get a little quick hit, quick fix while you're running around. Mm. So, that allows you to customize in the way you want. And then, of course, you can customize your looks Mm. because in the Doom Fortress, yes, you're in this giant fortress hovering over Earth. You can run around in between the missions and go explore, get different perks and and build-ups and all that good stuff. But there's different suits. So you can go unlock like the original Doom suit. You can go unlock the Doom 2016 Doom suit. There's like cool Viking one you can get. All sorts of cool unlocks for you to grab up, change your character's colors, change your character's looks. Twitch has a big unicorn one going on. So if you got the, that, there's a zombie slayer one. If you were part of the Slayer club, you get where I'm going. You can customize, change how you look. And then on top of it in the uh, intro menu, you have this pedestal you stand yeah. on. So you can change that up and you'll get new, you know, new uh, pedestals via Twitch once again, or just unlocking secrets in the game, things like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Matt got to see my wonderful rainbow that I'm, li- I'm living on a nice little pedestal. Uh-huh. And- Fluffy, <laughs> fluffy green, livery.
1: I mean, the thing looks so like perfectly round and and soft, like the fluffy green stuff. It looked like a cake. Mm-hmm. It looked like you were standing on yeah. top of like a rainbow cake. It was ridiculous.
0: It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's the little things like that it allows you to customize your Doom guy to be your Doom guy that really just put the uh, the icing on said cake. There you go. Because nice. It's nice. I love the color red. I just the other day got it unlocked to get the red skins for the Doom Guy. Mm -hmm. So you know me. Bam. I'm the red Doom Guy now. That's how you do it. So all that said, customization is definitely in there. You can change your Doom Guy up however the heck you want. Get the abilities you want. Get the weapon skills that you want unlocked. It's all up to you and how you like killing things.
1: (laughs) And and Animal Crossing is just that. It's everything. It's whatever (laughs) you want to be. But not killing things, befriending things, doing nice things. I mean, I talked about the customization of the clothes, the you know, the flag. You can do. You can customize your whole town. I mean, when you start out, you can only place things in certain areas, but not just today. I again unlocked the ability to start moving houses around. So if you want this character with this, if you want this, you know, you can get a uh, you can get a terraforming tool. You can fill in rivers, you know, move land, raise it up, lower it down. I mean, at some point throughout the game. You can, you can just make your island literally what you want. I think there's also a system to like kick characters off your island. I just unlocked that. She's like, oh, if you have a disagreement with a character, we'll see what we can do. I'm like, is that how you get people off your island if you don't like them anymore? So, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, because everyone's a cute animal and loves you. It gives you presents and thinks you're the best. I don't know what, there, what more there is to say about Animal Crossing. People should look at it. People should just watch it. If if you can get it in your hand somehow, look at those cute characters, see the way they interact with you. One of the things that sold me on it was the museum. Once you build the museum, which is one of the first things you do, you donate your fossils, they actually start getting built in, you know, like museum fashion. And what's cool about it is the fish and the and the fossils, not so much the bugs, they all look realistic. When you go in the museum, it's this it's totally different from the whole rest of the game. Like it looks super realistic. It looks, I don't know, it's just it wowed me when I first saw it. You walk in, there's these giant tanks, all the fish you caught and sharks and things all swimming around. It looks not like real life, but it just looks so different from just the cutesy stuff you think of when you think of Animal Crossing. So there's those little touches are there. I don't know. I don't know how to sell it anymore. I love this game. I love it. It makes me smile every single day. In a, in a world <laughs> that I hate where I'm grumpy all the time, I get my 15 minutes Animal Crossing and I'm in a good world. So you should be in that good world too.
0: Well, Doom Eternal not that good a world, but it is an amazing world nonetheless, <laughs> and I think you should be in that world as well. So maybe in one hand, Animal Crossing and Isabel, mm-hmm. and in the other, Doom Eternal and Doom Guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do it upright. Get both these titles because, as Matt said, there's nothing else really to say about Doom Eternal. The soundtrack's great, story's great. I've told you all the hectic gameplay. All of it's fantastic. It's a challenging game. Just make sure you're aware that it's a challenging game. Be ready for it. Secrets galore. You can get them if you want. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's up to you. I will just say it's worth purchasing, and if you don't want to get it right away at full value, just keep it in the back of your head and get it when it's on sale because it's definitely something you don't want to miss.
1: And speaking of things you don't want to miss, it's time for the Imposters Wrap-Up.
0: Imposters Wrap-Up.
1: So, which side of the fence are you on? Are you a doom guy, or are you a peaceful villager in Animal Crossing? Let us know. Let us know your preferences. Let us know any kind of things, questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all. Send that to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Damn it! You
0: can indeed find us over there at the Facebook. You can also find us over on Patreon. We treat it just like a little old tip jar. You like what you hear? Like what we're up to? Consider heading over there and throwing a buck or two our way, or a couple bells. Or some pieces of blood or something. I don't know, whatever Doom guy likes. (laughs) Runes, something. There there you go. Any of those things. It'll help us out, all right? Keeps the bells on. Keeps the whistles going. Keeps all the lights glaring, blaring. Like in my face right now, this light's been bothering me. It's pretty wild. It's driving me insane. (laughs) It's insane. I got to move it. I don't like it. But if you don't got any money, it's understandable. You can support us in so many other ways. You got the likes, the five-star ratings. Throwing us mailbag questions, uh, comments of any kind, preferably positive, mm-hmm. but anything and everything keeps us motivated, keeps us tuned in to what you guys are up to, and lets us know what you want.
1: Absolutely, and I know what you want. You want more of this podcast, well, but this podcast only yes. drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 14th of April for our very next episode, and you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. And with that, hey, we appreciate also calling it a day, moving on to playing some more Doom Eternal and some more Animal Crossing. So we're mm-hmm. going to get out of here. But before we do, there's one last thing we got to do.
1: Don't. Da, 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 don't forget, forget to, to save. save. David, I was whistling the theme song all day long, and now I'm blanking <laughs> on
0: it. And that's what she its over. Game over.